with you this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. I can't thank you now for being a part of the show. We're jumping right into Christie's Corner here on the broadcast, and I am so excited because on today's show, <clears throat> we have not only Christie's Corner, but we have a special guest within Christie's Corner. So here with the International Boxing Hall of Famer, Christy Salters-Martin, proudly presented by PB&J's Lunchbox. Owner Pat Orr is with us, who is also a boxing photographer. And we have the First Lady of Boxing is going to be here with us this morning as well, and Jackie Allen. So a lot of great conversation to be had here on YouTube.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, Facebook.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, and on WakeUpCallDT.pod.com. So, ladies, good morning, and thank you for being here. Good morning. So, Good morning. So, Christy, I'm gonna I'm gonna start things off with you here because I know you wanted to have Jackie here on the show. You have something very special, and then I'll get Jack's thoughts on this as well. You're gonna be working on Striking Beauty's boxing gym, and I'd love to get your thoughts on that and why that's so important for you as you step forward here in your career. Well, first of all, it's gonna be it's an honor to be able to work with Jackie this closely on a, on a project that means so much to so many people. Not only is it going to be a boxing gym where women can come, not just women, men can come as well, but we're really going to focus on bringing women in where they can feel comfortable about doing a workout. We're going to have the boxing gym part of it. We'll have the weight lifting part of it, but we're also also going to have some programs running where um, we can help with self-confidence. This isn't about self-defense. This is about self-confidence. We want to promote self-confidence that people can... Um, Believe in themselves. We know how easy, I know how easy it is to feel beat down and, and um, be abused, whether it be physically, but you know, mentally, emotionally, financially. There's so many different types of abuse. But we so this striking beauty's boxing gym is gonna be so much more than a boxing gym. And and I have decided to uh to partner up with Jackie and and Striking Beauties and really excited about it. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be opening franchises across the country and you know, I like to let Jackie tell us more about it, and and just everybody out there know that this this is the future uh, for women boxing uh, workout. Not again, we're not we're not promoting champions, women's champions coming up, even though we may find one. That's not really our goal. Yeah, so Jackie, oh, you you just said that so perfectly. <laughs> I I mean, she she's got the whole feeling of what we're doing and that's why i went to christy we've known each other over 30 years and you know i could be the first lady of boxing from my standpoint as manager promoter publicist but in the ring christy's the first lady of boxing i mean christy's designing a program that, that if you want to go further with it you can but if you want it just for confidence just to meet other women with with a similar mindset to learn self-defense and to feel confident, you're going to love it. Right now, there's two of them, one outside Boston, one outside Providence, Rhode Island. But we're going to be opening up in Austin, um, in Detroit, and probably L.A. And then after that, we're going to put it on the franchise track. So anybody in any city who's interested in running a female boxing gym, um, should contact us and talk about it, but it's going to be great. And of course, working with Christy is always a dream. Christy is uh, one of the finest people I know, and um, I'm looking forward to it. It's a new adventure for both of us, and, uh, and we're going to make it a knockout. I'm convinced that this is going to be a very successful chain. 
Yeah, you know, and, and Jackie, you were speaking about this and the importance of doing this. And, and like you said, First Lady uh, of Boxing, you know, from outside the ring and from inside the ring with Christy Salters, Martin, to, to have you both working together and to have this team be what it is for your vision and your mission, as well as Christie's, just how power, powerful you think you are individually and how powerful you feel that you could be together. Well, I think that, you know, both of us are thinkers outside the box and we both look at opportunities that we can take and run with and go all the way with. Um, she's a winner. She's always been successful. I've always been successful. And I think when you take people who think about success and don't worry about failure, who don't say, if we make this work, we just say, we're going to make this work and let's get going. You can't fail. And it's a lot about attitude. And the um, CEO of our company, Dina's the same way. She's an attorney. She's a very well-educated, well-spoken woman. And I feel that now is the time for women. It's been our time for a long time, but it just seems that right now women are getting more important roles in corporations and in fields where they were before accepted. So maybe now is the time for us to, to put that women's power and, and uh, spread it out there to, to all the young girls and the older girls as well. You know, this concept isn't just for young kids that want to learn to fight. It's for older women. It's for moms. It's for anybody who wants to empower themselves, of course, get in better shape because a boxing workout is a full body workout. And if you stick to it, you will lose weight and you'll firm up and you'll probably look the best you've ever looked. And if anyone gets in the way, you know how to get them out of your way. <laughs> Christy? You know, what the boxing workout, I think, does is it's just, it just your confidence just grows in leaps and bounds. And it's not about, you, know, you want to go out there and get into a fight. Most of the people, actually, that come into boxing gyms, especially nowadays, they never want to compete. They never want to get in the ring, or at least they think that when they come into the gym, that they never want to actually get in there and spar. Many of them change their mind as they start to get in shape and that confidence starts to grow and they decide, no, I do want to get in there and see if I can really do this. But but again, I don't think that's our goal with Striking Beauties. We want to give people um, a great place to work out, a place to feel comfortable working out. And if they want to take it to that next level, we'll be there to help them guide, you know, help guide them through and, and on to a professional career if, if that's what they want. Pat, your your thoughts here as you have a Jackie Callen here on the broadcast, as well as Christy Salters, Martin, and hearing about Striking Beauties, Boxing Gym, any thought that comes to mind that you'd like to reflect on either with Jackie, Christy, or both? I think it's an incredible idea. Um, a lot of times you go into a gym and as a woman, you're, you're a little intimidated. Um, I think to be able to go into a gym where it's comfortable and everybody's there for the same reason and more of a team effort and instead of an individual, I think that it'll, it'll help women all around, all around the country. Great, well, that's what we're hoping for because there are a lot of women that come into striking beauties and Dina's told me wonderful stories about women who came in there that were, you know, came from a battered background or very low self-confidence or just didn't feel good about themselves, either the way they looked 
or just lack of confidence in general. They've been just emotionally worn down. And the camaraderie of the other women that were there and just that feeling of empowerment that, wow, hitting that bag, what a release that is. Shadow boxing, getting out there, moving your body and getting in touch with yourself physically again is a wonderful thing because a lot of girls just get complacent and they might run on a treadmill or, or walk outside. But to hit a heavy bag, to hit a speed bag, to to jump rope like they did when they were younger, to do the crunches, to tighten up your midsection, to do exercises, to tighten your, your arms, because that's an area that a lot of women neglect. And as you get older, you know, they do tend to get a little flabby there. So, you know, there's so many body parts that you can work on with a boxing workout. And uh, I've never seen a woman leave striking Beauties that wasn't happy and felt empowered and, you know, left there feeling better than when they came in. And that's the goal. Chrissy, I know you, you know, had some yeah, thoughts. Uh, yep. Yeah, Jackie said, um, talking about working different parts, body parts, and, and that's physical. But what working those parts physically does, it helps you so much mentally and emotionally. So it just goes hand in hand. And what people don't understand about boxing gyms, it's a family. And, you know, if you have true family, they're encouraging to each other. And, and you know, if you're on the heavy bag and you're punching and you feel like you're so tired, you're going to fall down. But that person beside you says, come on, you know, come on, Jackie, you can hit it just a little bit harder, a little bit longer. You're going to do it. You just you just find that inside you to, to push forward. But it's hard to do that on your own. This is some place where you can, they're going to, you know, so many women are going to come to the gym and they're going to just get love and support from each other. It's, it's going to be, uh, it, you know top-notch unbelievable and i am really excited about this endeavor i want to add one thing yeah. it's the kind of environment you think of a boxing gym and you think of smelly loud noisy just you know basement these are beautiful gyms we have it's we have a lot of pink we have chandeliers over the ring i mean it's very feminine <laughs> and it's very welcoming and you can go there and feel extremely comfortable in your own environment so you don't feel like you're going to you know a place where you really don't belong you walk in and you know you're in the right place i love that and, and christy i know you have some things that you wanted to reflect on with jackie here so i'll defer to you and, and then jackie i have a couple things i'd love to speak with you about before we let you go here this morning jackie callen the first lady of boxing here with us international boxing hall of famer christy salters martin and, of course, this is all presented by PB&J's Lunchbox on 6630 Liverpool Road in Liverpool, New York. And Pat Orr is on the call, the owner and boxing uh, photographer as well. So, Christy, you're, what you would like to, uh, I know, get into with Jackie here, I'd love to open that up. Well, I, I know Jackie, much like me, you, you do interviews and you get asked the same questions over and over and over. I have a question that I would like to ask Jackie that I think many people may not know, or if they do know about, they want to hear, they want to hear an explanation. So tell us Jackie about Elvis Presley. I know oh, that back that, in the day. Oh, that, that you that's funny that you Presley. would bring that up with the movie out now and everything. You know, I started as a reporter. I didn't get into boxing. Um, until about 45 years ago. But prior to that, starting even when I was in high school writing for my school paper, I my goal was to be Barbara Walters and interview every famous person on the planet. That was my goal. And I said, there's going to be nobody that I don't get to one way or another. 
And, you know, I've interviewed presidents, I've interviewed, you know, people like Michael Jackson and Frank Sinatra and, you know, anyone that I ever wanted to. But Elvis, he was a tough one because he did not do interviews. He did not meet the press. He was very, you know, reclusive about that. But I figured out that if I got the mayor to give him a key to the city, how do you refuse a key to the city? And I told the mayor the only caveat being that I go with you because since it was my idea, you know, I, I feel like I should be there too. And somehow it worked. I, I, I convinced the mayor and the mayor convinced Colonel Parker and there we were. And uh, it was just a really special moment. That's all I can say. He was a very... Um, a very special and iconic person and there's been nobody quite like Elvis and I feel sad for him because by the time I met him which was New Year's Eve of 1975 he was he wasn't the same Elvis you know he was had put on some weight and you could tell that he was kind of drugged up and wasn't really he was there but he wasn't really there but just to be next to him and i have these wonderful pictures and some really great memories but he was the king and in my mind he'll always be the king that's awesome yeah. thank you that's that's incredible I, I christy do you have do you have something else that you would like to jump into i know i have something for jackie you know i i could i could question jackie forever because <laughs> boxing stuff but go ahead dan you and pat i think have questions and yeah. <laughs> All right. So Pat, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first here and then, and then I'll hold on to mine. Just don't steal mine. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Jackie, I was wondering who is tougher to manage Bronco McCart or James Tony? Oh, that's a joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> yeah. Cause that, that's a trick question. I'm sure. No, obviously. Um, two different personalities you know oh, I, I i mean obviously i interviewed uh managed both of them and when i say i almost said interviewed because bronco and i were just together and did an interview together sunday night but um i managed Tarek Salmasi and i managed you know boom boom johnson and pinklin thomas and all kinds of fighters from different walks of life and james was the most challenging because i mean he's a hall of famer and he he was just an incredible boxer. I mean, in the yeah. ring, he, he just, his wizardry, his defense, he's just, I was so blessed to have found a young kid like that and been able to manage him to the top. I mean, that's, in my mind, one of my major accomplishments in my career. But he was a lot more challenging. Bronco's a sweet, passive, wonderful, funny, great guy. James yeah. is also a wonderful, great guy, but in a different way. James is a lot more intense, so there were more mood swings along the way. <laughs> Christy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, boxers, especially when they're right getting close to a fight, your mood changes because you can't eat. You got to make weight. Yeah, good about the fight. You know, I, I got to beat this person. Am I going to beat this person? Am I going to be good enough? And and you just get into your own head. And a lot of times you don't want to be bothered. And here I come along as the manager. What's your weight? Are we ready? And they don't want any part of that. James was very focused. So, yeah, he was, you know, the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was comical. <laughs> They're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum there. <laughs> So, Jackie, in the movie Against the Ropes, obviously Meg Ryan plays you. 
in your interaction, how much did you interact with Meg and did she really try to get to know you and develop, you know, your personality and how she brought it across? So what was the creation of this project like? And do you think that Meg, I mean, how did she spend time with you? Like what was kind of her method of going about it? And do you feel like she got your personality across in the movie? Well, that's a great question. I, I love when somebody does reflect on that because in in reality, there were five girls up for that part and Meg was one of them. And I remember having lunch with her and talking to her and she told me why she wanted this part and how very much it was a change for her being America's little sweetheart. She wanted to play somebody that she thought was a little more of a badass, a little more out of the box, tough kind of a character. So we spent about close to a year of her going to fights with me, going to the gym with me, sitting and watching fight tapes. I used to go to her house with fight tapes and we'd sit there and watch them. And I tried to explain to her what, they were doing what is a jab you know what 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 comes off of the jab watch their feet that's a southpaw see the the right hand there you know so i was trying to familiarize her with boxing as well as the whole atmosphere that's why i took her to the gym let her see the personalities of the fighters and she really studied it and then she wanted to get my accent down and i don't believe I have one, just like Christy probably doesn't think she has one, but there is a definite Midwestern kind of a twang that we have, yeah. and the way we pronounce A's and that, so she made me read the entire script out loud to her while she taped it, and then when she was driving, she would play it back, and because she would make me say over and over, say your name, and I'd say Jackie Callen, well, Jackie, that, that's a way of saying it that she wasn't familiar with. Yeah. So she would study everything. She'd see what sunglasses I wore, my nail polish, because she isn't that kind of um, a dresser. And, you know, she's more combat boots and, you know, long skirt. She was much more like more grunge. And I'm with the nails and the, and the makeup and all the accessories. And so she glammed up for the part and she said that was a lot of fun for her. And I think overall, you know, she did a, a pretty good job. I still think that we're so different that it was very hard for her to, to play somebody that was so completely opposite from her, but she certainly put in her time studying and I know she did the best she could and I wasn't dissatisfied, but, um, I think the movie could have been slightly different, but that was then and this is now and we never look back because you can't go backwards. No, and I, I can appreciate that. You did mention when Christy asked you about Elvis that you kind of just quickly put this name through and my dad and my, my parents would stop me if I didn't say anything about this. I know my grandfather would stop me. You said it so quick like it was nothing, but you talked about that you have had interactions with Frank Sinatra in your time. So we have to go back to, to, you know, blue eyes there and talk a little bit about your interaction with Frank Sinatra, because I know that my grandfather's up in heaven going, you better ask that question. So I want to get your thoughts. Yeah, I was really blessed to, to get to know him as well. He was another one that really didn't like the press. 
But we have a, an outdoor music venue here in the Detroit area called Pine Knob Music Theater. It's in and outdoor. You know, they have a covered area, then they have the hills and all that. And I used to do the program book, the playbill that was handed out when you came in. And so I made sure that I put in the centerfold of that week when he was appearing there an article saying, how much I wanted to meet him, and he was someone I really looked up to. And then during the day before the concert, I pasted the article on his mirror in the dressing room so he couldn't miss it. And I circled, I circled the part that said I wanted to meet him. And um, and then I told the backstage manager to let him know, you know, where I was sitting, just in case. You never know. Well. <laughs> At intermission, they came and got me and told me to come backstage afterwards that he would be happy to meet me. And he was absolutely so warm and so delightful. We took a whole bunch of pictures. He knew that I had known his son and I had interviewed his son. So that gave us something to talk about. Then when he heard that I worked with Tommy Hearns, then he really went ballistic because he loved boxing. And then from that point on, we would run into each other at some of the big championship fights. And a couple times we sat next to each other for Leonard and Hagler. We sat near each other for um, a Larry Holmes fight. So I had a chance to keep running into him. And every time I would take another picture just to add to the collection. But he was bigger than life, too. He wasn't a tall man. He wasn't a big man. But he was a huge presence. When that chairman of the board, Old Blue Eyes, walked into a space, you felt it. He had an aura to him. Same as Elvis. And I would say the other person I met who had that same kind of presence would be Michael Jackson. They walked in and you felt the air, you know, kind of change a little bit. You knew someone special was in that room. Yeah, again, Jackie, you just, you throw these names out like Bob Smith, you know, little Michael Jackson, not a big deal. So hey, what my final question is, is going off of that. I had some place I want to go today, but I can't not ask about Michael Jackson. So what, what was that experience like to be around Michael? I mean, the king of pop and, and some people consider arguably the greatest entertainer ever in, in a lot of minds. Well, that's the greatest thing is that you could put him in that same category with Sinatra and Elvis because all three of them were legends and icons in their fields. And with Michael, I would interviewed uh, the Jackson 5 when he was younger. So, uh, you know, we'd already met. And then he did a tour here and, um, and I took Tommy Hearns and uh, some other guys from the crack gym. We had a little group that went to see him and we all went back afterwards and we invited them to all go to dinner. Well, his father said, sure, you know, but Michael in his little soft voice says, well, I'm a Jehovah's witness. I'm on a very special diet and I have my own chef with me and I'm gonna eat at the hotel. And we thought that was very special. He was very dedicated to being a Jehovah's witness and uh, as sweet as he was and as social as he was backstage, he wanted to go back to his room. You know, he just he didn't have any urge to really go out and socialize. And I think that like Elvis, you know, he was a little bit of a victim of that fame where it just got so big that he didn't have a normal life. And uh, I, I kind of felt the same way about both of them. There was a sadness there. And, you know, and here they both died young. So I don't know, maybe there's something to be said for that. 
that coming here from Jackie Callen and Christy Salters, Martin, Pat, or all with us this morning in this edition of Christy's Corner. Uh, Christy, before we let Jackie go here, I know that as we talked about the project of Striking Beauty's boxing gym, as that evolves and grows, you'll be working on that together. Is there anything that you have for Jackie before we bid the first lady of boxing adieu this morning? Nothing more than to say thank you, Jackie, for thinking of me, for you, for you and uh, Dina reaching out to in, in, um, you know, involve me in this great project. And I'm excited about what the future holds. And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to take uh, words and, and confidence from Jackie because she exudes confidence and always has. And and I want to to think more like that, that it's not about when it, or how we're going to make this work or when. We are going to make it work. It's not not a question. It's the answer has already been given. Um, it's just how fast can we make it work? How big are we going to make it? It's, we know it's already going to be successful. Well, I really appreciate you know you taking the time to talk to me. But Christy, there was no one else that could do this better. And you and I have history, mutual respect, and this is going to be a big chain. And we're going to look back in a few years and say, wow, look at how we've grown. And uh, there's nobody I'd rather do it with. So love to all of you. Have a fabulous week. And here's to Striking Beauties. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. That coming from Jackie Callen here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. So we're going to continue the conversation here with Christy this morning. And, you know, Christy, that to me was such a, a special opportunity and a special moment to have Jackie on and, you know, the Striking Beauties project and everything that, that you're going to be doing and everything that you have been doing has become really, really special. And so, I mean, I, I just, I'm kind of at a loss for words right now because it, it seems like there's a lot of love and mutual respect and, and appreciation between you and Jackie. And it gets me excited in the studio. And now my question is, is there going to be a striking beauties in Syracuse, New York, or in upstate New York, so that Pat has somewhere to go, and and you know there can be uh, something special here. So you know, I, I really, I love the fact that we've gotten the opportunity today to have this conversation because it's great to see that uh, not only, like I said, I mean everything you've done, everything Jackie's done, but now that you're going to get to work together is pretty special. I think it's, um, you know, I want to, I want to. Look at it as two powerhouses teaming up, teaming up, and and like she said, you know, she's she's more business minded. She's done this stuff on the outside of boxing, managing world champions, uh, promoting world champions. She's been at the highest level, and and I was in the ring doing the stuff physically, and I think um, that's going to be where we're gonna we're gonna you know meet and and be such a strong team because we we we're both bringing different qualities to the package and and i'm going to be working on devising a workout plan we're also going to as i keep saying we're going to work on these programs where different women or men from domestic violence situations can come in also we're going to work with the parkinson's group um, that are doing boxing punching for parkinson's so there's so many things this gym's going to do uh for the communities that we're going to be in yeah, I'm excited about it. Pat, You, uh, I, I just was speaking with Christy that, that there should be uh, one of these striking beauties uh, boxing gyms here in Syracuse so that uh, you have a place to go out here and, and get to experience it. What are your thoughts on what's going on with striking beauties? And could you find yourself in a gym like that now that you've heard a little bit more about it? Oh, I think I think it sounds like a, a great idea. Um, I would definitely go to a gym like that. I'm actually thinking of going to a gym now, but 
you know, a little intimidated by gyms. Um, the bigger ones are a little glitzy and kind of hard to deal with some people, but um, I think that this type of gym is going to be wonderful. Um, just to be able to go and feel comfortable and work with people that have the same things in mind is, um, I think, is important. And I think that, like, just the way you talked, Christy, about it, and just finding out that you, you know, this is something that you're you're working on. You you acted like you've been with them forever. Um, so I think that your your knowledge and your dedication um, is something that they definitely need because you have the business end, but then you have to have you know you got to have the fighter side too, and I think that's important. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. I, that's what I was saying. I really think that um, Jackie and I are good. We're a good combination because she's. She's definitely much stronger business minded, um, and she's a people person as well. But but I've been in the gyms and the grunt, and, and not that she hasn't. But this is this is what I know, and this is what I, I can bring to her and say, yeah, I, I know you see that as a manager, you've been in the business. But this is what we we as fighters were really thinking. You know, sometimes managers don't really know what was going on in the fighter's head. Um, I, I and again with the different programs that we can involve with the gym, I, I think. It's going to be a home run, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like it's it's going to be an awesome place, and and I love that, like you said, it's not it's not just for spe specifically one type of you know situation. It's not you know that okay, these you know it's a gym for boxers. It's a gym for everybody. It's a gym for people to feel safe. And you know, as as a man, <clears throat> I I think about it from my perspective, and I know that maybe not every man thinks about it this way, but. I always think about the safety of women in a gym, you know, because some guys go to gyms so they can stare at women and watch women work out and make, you know, and, and it's, and it's uncomfortable. And I always look at things like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm single and I'm looking for love out there, whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, I also have like this dad mentality. And so if there's a woman out in a gym and I feel like people are kind of like not allowing her to do her thing and just kind of go work out. I almost want to protect that and be like, hey, she's not here to be stared at. She's not here to be bothered. She's here to work out. She's here to do what she wants to do. This is for her life. Let her live her life and go about her business. So I think having a place where women can kind of just walk in the door and go, you know, take a take a breath and not have to worry about who's watching me, who's bothering me. You know, people just want to go work out. They want to take care of themselves. And I think a safe space, Christy, which you are so big on in, in all stretches of the imagination, that is probably the best part of this message I've heard so far is that striking beauties will create a safe space for women. Absolutely. And there's already one striking beauties open and it's in, in North Attleboro, uh, Massachusetts, which is just about 45 minutes from Boston. So, you know, if you're in that area, go check it out. Let's get started. Uh, we're going to, we're going to be revamping the, the programs, uh, just, bringing everybody up, everything and everybody up to speed. It's, it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. I'm excited about the potential to, to bring the uh, GM maybe to Austin, definitely to Boca Raton. Um, I'm definitely, definitely excited about the, what the future holds with striking beauties. Yeah. But with that being said, Dan, <laughs> yes. you know what? I finally did this VR game, this yeah. golden, golden gloves VR game that yes. I'm, I'm a commentator, but yeah. now I actually, I actually, if you want to say, I don't like to say play boxing, but I played the game. Yeah. Oh my goodness. 
this was this was crazy it was just like being in the ring um I, I'm, I'm boxing i'm throwing i'm throwing over him right i knock the guy down i start screaming lisa runs into the room thinking that i've fallen down and hurt myself but it was oh my goodness it's it's so awesome i, I love it i i can't wait like every day i'm going to be you know at least 10 rounds you know and, and you bring that up and you and i uh, off the air were talking about it yesterday and i'm so excited about it and and I'm happy that you got to play and I'm happy that you got to do it. But now it's the petition for Pat and I to get to play because we have to now try to be able to be as good as you and or at least be like a, a far and off in the distant second. But we got to figure out how good we are at this. So, you know, Pat and I are now we're, we want to get into it. I mean, ever since you and I started talking about it, Golden Gloves VR. So go check it out, everybody. Hey, you know, this is this is something that. I wanted to do, Pat wanted to do, and then Pat called me up late a couple nights ago, and she goes, we need to play this game because we need to be better than Christy. So. <laughs> right. Well, first of all, I'm not a gamer. Yeah. Uh, so I'm probably not really good at, like, you know, whatever it takes to be a good gamer. But, oh, my goodness, do I love this. I, I mean, over the top. And the way this the Golden Gloves VR game is set up, at, we haven't gotten there yet, but we're going to have it where like I can be your coach and and you can be hitting the bag and I can be correcting you. So we'll be having we'll have classes on there. It, it's look, this virtual reality stuff is crazy, yeah. <laughs> but it is pretty cool. I, yeah, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it like I could be in your head. Yeah, well, that's that's a thing is I'm going to be out there. Scary. Yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like I'll be playing the Golden Gloves VR game and I'll be hitting and hitting. And I'm thinking I'm doing a good job. And then here's Christy in my ear going, that's not correct. That's not right. You got to go to the left. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Because I remember when I would play Madden, that Madden would make comments about me. And I was like, man, mind your business. Okay. Yes, I'm going for it on fourth and 27. I don't want to hear what your thoughts are about this. It's a video game. I'm trying to live my life. So, Pat, your your thoughts on Golden Gloves VR? Because you and I have talked about it. And I've I've now you know, asked Christy to find us a way to be able to play this game because we got to get practice in and we got to get right with it. I want to do a video eventually of all of us playing this this game, Golden Gloves VR, where we where you can kind of see, even if I do like a little sizzle reel of how we look playing the game, because I think it would be great to have that interaction and that and and I really want to see Pat box because Pat and I talk about the things that sometimes frustrate Pat. And I would love for Pat to take out those frustrating moments on Golden Gloves VR. Cause I, I think Pat's I think Pat's got a little she's got some bite to her. And I and I definitely want to see what she brings to the ring in Golden Gloves VR. What do you think about it, Pat? Oh, I, I want to play it. I've never played a video game, so I'm a Pac-Man person. So uh, give me the machines with a little joystick and I can play. But these games on uh, the video games, these kids play all the time. I am not good at all. So um, it'd be interesting to see if, you know, I could pick up a little boxing, but I'm in no way a boxer. So um, I would probably have fun with it. I might have to have a couple beers before I play, but... <laughs> Probably be more fun watching yeah. that, but. <laughs> and Pat's a southpaw. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. She, she said you're a southpaw. I am. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, you're going to bring that that different style of energy. See, my thing is, I 
well, Christy said it, virtual reality stuff is so you want it to be real. And then the more real it is, the more terrifying it becomes. So you like, I want to be submerged into I want to, I want to be in this world. I want to feel like I'm literally there. I'm in the ring, you know, I'm on the ropes. I'm doing my, I put my gloves. I want to feel that this is a real thing, but we say that going into it. But then when it is real, like Christy said, it's kind of like a little bit terrifying to be like, okay, this person's like in my face. This is a real, real thing. So Christy, for what you thought it was to what it actually is, like when, when you were told this is what the game's going to be, this is Golden Gloves VR, this is what you can expect, from what you were told in the preliminary stages to actually playing the game, how much more was it than what you thought it was? And did you really feel like you got immersed in it? So with that question, let, let me explain something. So yeah. I told Pat this story. I'm, I was setting up, you know, doing all the setup, this and that. So I put the grid and there's a grid that's obviously on the floor. So you don't bump into the wall or furniture or whatever. You, you have yourself a little grid. I guess when I was doing the grid, I turned, I put my head down. So I look up the grid. I'm in a cage now. The grid's not on the floor. It's like, I'm in a cage. I'm freaking out. It's like, oh my God, I'm in a cage. How am I going to get out? And then I'm like, you know, Chrissy, you can walk through this. It's really not there. But that's how, that's how real this stuff was. I mean, is. Yeah. Um, but the game, I mean, the punches are like, boom, I'm, I'm throwing an uppercut overhand right. It's, it's right there. The timing is perfect. Um, I'm getting hit. Uh, it, Awesome. Awesome. I mean, you can hit the, you can do a workout, you can hit the heavy bag, you can hit the speed bag. It's really, it's, it is scary. It's unbelievable, but it is, it is, it is really cool. (laughs) Yeah. I I would love to have us play this sometime soon. I'm happy that you got to do it. I like that you said that Lisa, not that I like, but the, the comedy of Lisa running to you thinking, oh my gosh, she fell. She banged into the table. What, you know, what happened? And she just, so when she walked in the room and she opens that door and she thinks, oh, what happened to Christy? And then she just sees you like in your stance doing your thing. What was her reaction? She's like, oh my God. And I'm like, no, put this on. You have to do it. Do it. See what I'm talking about. But I'm like, Lisa, I knocked the guy out. And I was, you know, throwing some, some four letter words in there because I was so excited. You know, I'm like, knock this guy out. You know, you can't believe it. And the, you know, yeah. So I, I gave her my headset and let her throw a couple punches and then she did the same thing. She but I at least kind of stayed in my area. She goes and she's bang, she is banging into tables. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. That's but really- I, a great time for you guys to to hook up with us would be at the amateur tournament in Hartford, Connecticut, um, July thirteenth through the sixteenth. We're gonna do the tournament down there. Aaron is also going to be there with the the game, have it set up like where people can compete against each other. Uh, of course, you'll be able to practice before then, but yeah. but that'll be a great time for you guys to to come and and really be part of the interaction with the game. Yeah, Pat and I are going to be on the same team because I'm not going to box Pat. I, I love her too much, and I don't want her to knock me out. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I think you, I think you have a bad image of me, Dan. No, I, no, I don't. I don't have a bad image of you at all. I just know that you and I and Christy have all dealt with some really special people in history. And if I'm going to put those gloves on, I'm going to think about, all right, I got to put this head on that body and I got to go to town on this thing. So I, I'm going to feel bad afterwards because I'm going to take everything off and be like, Pat, I'm sorry. I didn't see you. I saw somebody else on your face. <laughs> and so like... <laughs> 
So, so let's jump into so Golden Gloves VR. Jackie Callen was on the show today. Striking Beauty's Boxing Gym. So many great things going on. We're going to play some rapid fire as we always do in Christie's Corner. We are bi-monthly every other Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time exclusively on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And uh, always happy to have the champ here with us. That's why in the corner it says champ because that's exactly what she is. And I love that when Jackie came on, she said, you know, first lady of boxing outside of the ring, first lady of boxing inside the ring, she gave to Christy Salters Martin. So uh, what a beautiful sentiment. And I agree with it wholeheartedly and was thinking about that. So going into it. So with that being said, Christy, I'm going to ask you, you'll ask Pat, we'll go back around like we like we typically do here. So my question to you this morning, Miss Martin, is, hmm, we've heard so many stories about Jackie and the people that she met. Who have you met and who, who have you crossed paths with in your life that you think, and it could be somebody that's famous to many, or it could be someone that, that maybe, you know, didn't have their name out there at the time or whatever it is, but who do you feel like you cross paths with that you had such an experience with that you'll never forget? One one person, uh, well, I mean, phew, lots because I've been I've been very lucky to meet a lot of really cool people through boxing. But one of the really awesome things that happened, I am walking out of the ring at the MGM Grand, fights over, and you learn as a fighter, just even though you hear people yelling your name, just keep your head down and keep walking. Cause that person that's yelling your name may not always have something positive to say. So <laughs> I'm walking back to my dressing room. I keep hearing Christy, Christy, Christy Martin, Christy. And I'm like, just keep walking. And finally the voice says it's Tony Curtis. And I'm like, Whoop, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and walk right back. I'm like, Tony Curtis. That's, you know, of course, you younger viewers may not know who that is. And if you don't, Google him. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis's dad. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody out there knows who Jamie Lee Curtis is, I guess. Um, so that was awesome. That was awesome. I actually ran into um, Sydney Poitier in uh, a restaurant in L.A. with uh, Gloria Allred, which wasn't so <laughs> Yeah, that one I don't have much good to say about. But to me, Sydney Poitier was... Um, you know what? That might be that's up there with like maybe the top person that I feel like very iconic that I was able to 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 meet. Yeah, no, that's 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 awesome. And I, I love that. And like you, I mean, and I think it was interesting what you said is that when at the end, when you hear people calling your name, you don't know if it's good or bad. Right. And I'm thinking about like the safety of it all. You know, someone's kind of like hanging over, yelling at you. It's like, you don't know, are they going to throw something? Are they going to like slap your hand? What are they going to do? So, I mean, that's, that's, that's a, you know, it's something we don't talk about a lot is when you're coming out of that ring to just get out of that ring and, and to just keep walking and, and, you know, put yourself in a safer spot, which is interesting. But there are those moments, and you brought you also brought up that thing when someone keeps calling your name. And so many of us, we go out in public, and some we we hear our name, and then we go, "Nah, it's, they, we're just hearing something." We keep walking, and then it, and I've got it before. It's like Dan, Dan, did you not hear me? And I was like, I, I just thought I thought you were calling another Dan, so you just keep going. But that's uh, that's pretty special that you had that with Tony. Curtis, was there anything that he said that day that that stuck with you? 
you know what? I think I was so excited that that <laughs> to meet him. Um, I, I don't. I can't even remember other than he was like a, a fan, and that that's unbelievable. Like it's even uh, to me, it's unbelievable that Tony Curtis even knew who I was, um, even though he had just watched me fight. But he took the time, the energy, and the the effort to to get my attention to say great fight. I enjoyed it. I mean, that, that's that meant a lot to me. Yeah. No, it's and it's it's very special in his career, incredible spanning many, many decades. Uh, Christy, your question for Pat. Pat, who would you say is the most famous person that you've been able to to photograph? Wow. Um oh boy. I mean I've photographed a lot of famous people that have come to the Boxing Hall of Fame. Um, I'd have to say the one that I was most excited about was Neil Leifer. He's the photographer that took the picture of, uh, Ali Overliston. And, uh, when he was inducted into the hall of fame, it seemed like he thought I was a personal photographer sometimes having to take all these pictures of him, but it was an honor to do it because years before I was at uh, Atlantic city for a fight, it was murky. Sosa and prince charles williams and neil Leifer was, was there doing that wasn't story. a fight pat that was a war <laughs> oh that was a war yeah that was a war and uh neil Leifer was there doing a photo shoot on michael buffer and he came over to me in between fights or before they started and asked me what my my light readings were and i just they're like what <laughs> like you don't know what the lighting is here you're neil Leifer. <laughs> You know, so I got my meter out and I told him and he's like, oh, thank you. And then he ends up being inducted and I got to to cover his induction into the Boxing Hall of Fame. And um, it was an honor because he's an icon. Cool. I like that. Photographer to photographer. Pat, your question back to Christy. Actually, no, your question to me. And then we got to go back around. So your question to me. Question to you. So being in the middle of March Madness, mm-hmm. and SU, SU's out of it, so I lose interest when, when my team's out of it, but you have to cover them all. Yes. When you go to sleep at night, do you dream about those damn games you watch? <laughs> <laughs> because you are watching, like, every game that's on TV and writing about it and putting it in your head. How do you go to sleep at night? Well, I, you know, I, I always try, and, and this is something, I mean, comedy is important to me. I love to make people laugh. And so before I go to bed, I make it a point to try and watch something funny so that I can kind of just relax. So I've been watching the movie Tag, and I've watched it more than once. And it's about these adult men who, I mean, these, these men that were just, you know, it, it's a story about how they never stopped playing tag against each other. And they would have like a month each year where they would just show up. And and it's funny to link it back to sports. One of them dressed up as a mascot, came to a game, went down into the stands, and, and as the mascot, tapped his buddy and he said, you're it. And, and so I think that that's kind of like really cool that they did that. But no, I mean, I appreciate the question. I've, I've covered, I've had the blessing of covering teams from all over the country uh, this year. And it's cool because up on our YouTube channel at Wake Up Call DT, I've had Grand Canyon, Gonzaga, which Mark Few, that was like a white whale to me. I wanted to interview Mark for a while. And 
we've had we've had so many different teams uh, FAU Memphis Penny Hardaway a big fan of his growing up and I've gotten to talk with him a, a bunch of times Bobby Hurley from Arizona State we've had Duke Kansas San Diego State I re uh, I reconnected with Jamie Dixon, who I covered at Pitt, and he's at TCU now. Uh, Eric Musselman, who took his shirt off with Arkansas beat Kansas. I got to talk with him about that. And I said, you you made it, your team made it, but your shirt didn't make it to the Sweet 16. So that was that was fun to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a Mia Ham moments. But, you know, he uh, – and then, you know, I got to talk with Princeton – and Missouri and Bruce Pearl at Auburn. And I grew up and, you know, saw him at Tennessee. So when Pat Summit was there on the women's side. So there's a lot of like really, really cool things I've gotten to do. But I have a napkin that that I wrote something on. And for those of you that saw the movie Draft Day, you'll understand what this is. But I put on a napkin weeks before the tournament started. There was one team on my mind. One team I couldn't stop thinking of. I told Pat about this when I went into PB&Js with my mom this past week. But the napkin reads, Houston, no matter what. And I picked the Houston Cougars. And no matter where they were or what was going on, something inside of me said, go with Houston, pick Houston. I cover Houston and been able to interview Kelvin Sampson. So my napkin says, Houston, no matter what. And I fold that and I keep that with me. So to answer your question... Yes, I yes I watched the games, and yes, this weekend was noon to midnight for four days. It was actually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, noon to midnight. Went to the games with my dad in Albany, and went to bed at four thirty in the morning Monday morning yesterday. So I've been going to bed one to two in the morning, and that that was four thirty. So I, I feel like I need to do some people do day drinking. I need to do some day napping. So I, I think I'm going to do that. Uh, but I appreciate the question. I don't dream about it, but uh, I don't even know what I dreamt about last night. But I know when I have good dreams and I know when I have weird ones because I woke up this morning going, I don't know where I was last night, but I don't know if I want to go back there. So so I know that. All right, Pat, my question for you. Hmm. OK, if oh, here, here's here's a fun one and I'm going to change it from there's a question I've asked before, but I'm going to change it up. Uh, I've never asked you this before. But you, Christy, Lisa, and I are all, and Sue, we're all going to go somewhere. So you and Sue, Christy, Lisa, and myself, I'm the free agent. So make sure we go somewhere where I can meet somebody. But we're, we're going to go on a trip, and we can invite three celebrities. Where do we go for the trip, and what three celebrities are we bringing with us besides, of course, Lisa and Christy? Oh, boy. It has to be three celebrities. Yeah, three celebrities. Anybody in the world. Where are we going? Um, Who are we taking? Let's see. I'm thinking either Vegas or Key West. Okay. <laughs> kind of opposite. <laughs> um, as far as celebrities, boy. I'd have to say Mike Tyson, so you can get to interview him. Okay, I like that. Thank you. Um, Loretta Lynn. Okay. So that Christy can hang with the coal miner's daughter. I like that. And let's see. For me and Lisa. Um. 
think of. I'd probably say Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Because he's riding high right now. Yeah. And uh, I think he's got a good sense of humor. He'd probably have to leave his wife at home, though. <laughs> <laughs> Patty She's Mahomes. controversial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to bring Patty Mahomes, though. Got to bring Pat. I like that. Loretta, Loretta Lynn. Love that feel. Love that vibe to it. Pat Mahomes and Mike Tyson. And and I I, I can definitely... I mean, if if it's Vegas, there's a lot going on. I think like Key West. I wanna I wanna be sitting on a beach somewhere, having you know like a little mai tai with with Mike Tyson, yeah. just talking with him. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right, okay. So so now you get the opportunity to ask Christy, Miss Orr, and then Christy will ask me. Okay, um, Christy. We've had we've had some pretty fun times at the Boxing Hall of Fame. Um, always trying to get you in trouble. I think that was really the key, but not my intentions. But it kind of happened. But what what do you think about that time with the golf cart when we stole the golf cart? Oh, I want to hear about yeah. this. So well, <clears throat> that was probably that was pretty intense. <laughs> That's definitely one of the best memories uh, for the Boxing Hall of Fame. Uh, we we stole a golf cart, Pat, and, and um, what's his name that was working with you? Nick. 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 Sorry, Nick. Yes, Pat, Nick, and 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 me. And I can't. I don't drive well anyway. And so we had been over at Graziano's drinking lots of beer, and uh, Miller Lite. <laughs> And so I'm going to drive just, I mean, I just, it's a short distance from Graziano over to the day's Inn, And, um, I crashed, I crashed it into, uh, into like water somewhere, <laughs> like a little, little sewage drain or something probably. And, um, I yeah. wasn't, I wasn't on the golf cart. I was in the parking lot by the day's Inn, and all I could hear was them laughing their asses off. Yeah. yeah, it was just, I think it was just Nick with me because I think asshole number one um, had bailed out on us somewhere. I feel like I, I I can picture this in my head now. I can picture Pat in the parking lot. And after a few beers, like y'all said, by the way, shout out to my grandfather who worked at Miller. Another sign that he was here today because he's the one that I mentioned about Frank Sinatra, Pop Miller. So love you, Pop. And, but I, I can picture Pat standing there with a beer in the parking lot and Christy being like, get on the cart. And then Christy took off before Pat was on the cart and she's like, see you later. You know what witches, you know, <laughs> and then just takes off. I can picture that. I like how you said I crashed into, I think it was water. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That was, that was fun. We did have some, we have had some fun times and more, more fun times to come. Uh, and, and, yeah. and boxing, this is why boxing has been so great to me. Because I've not only got to see part of the world on somebody else's dime, but to get to come to the Hall of Fame, really, really establish a great relationship with Pat from way back in the way back in the nineties, <laughs> and yep. um, you know, so so we've been we've been friends for a very long time, and and keep doing this thing. With she's coming to Myrtle Beach on um, July 29th to to take pictures for my pro show. Um, We'll be at the amateur tournament. You know, I appreciate everything Pat does. And then, of course, PB, PB and J to help support or supporting Christy's Corner. Yeah, no, that's yeah. It's a beautiful thing. All right, Christy, you got the final word here. What do you got for me? 
you know, and my question is really easy today. Okay. Because it's it's it is easy. Um, okay. How do you feel about the new coach for for the Cuse? It's a, it's a great question. Well, so Adrian and I. <laughs> Yeah, well, this this is the thing, and and Pat, Pat, who I you know not only works with me and 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 works with you, and like you said, you got to meet her through you know us all like doing our passions is how we've all met each other, which I think is really cool. And so Pat and I were sitting a couple of weeks ago before I went down to Greensboro, and she was kind of just talking with me about you know the situation and Jim Beheim and when do you think it's going to be done and this and that, and she's like, well, you know, I listened. To the show i know you've been saying adrian a lot and and i was like yeah you know he deserves it he's earned the right to have it and so there was a story that i wrote about it when it did happen and it's a very heartfelt story it's i, I don't write like your traditional writers write and so it wasn't an announcement that adrian got the job it was an announcement that adrian got the job with a very heartfelt very personal story that years ago we were out at a restaurant, we were doing a show together. And so I'd brought wake up call on the road as we do every month. And Adrian and I were out uh, doing a broadcast. And I said to him in the middle of everything, I said, do you want to be a head coach? And I felt like I knew the answer, but I was like, do you want to be a head coach someday? And this was years ago. And he was like, yeah, I do. And I said, okay, well, you know, cheers to getting there. And I just remember that moment. I remember sitting to his right. And I remember saying like, there's nobody that deserves it more you know, clank the glass and say, you know, cheers. And it's going to happen. Like it's going to happen for you. So did I think it would happen at Syracuse? Not necessarily. And I'm happy that it did. He definitely earned it. He deserves it. I think this is just me and Adrian could say that I'm wrong, but I think they're going to recruit more speed. I think they're going to recruit more length. I think they're going to run more. I think they're going to get out and transition more. I think they're going to switch up their defenses. I think they're going to play zone and man, potentially play a mixture of defense. And I think we're going to see a different brand of basketball. And I'm excited for that. I think it'll, you know, maybe have a little bit of a connection back, but I think it's going to be different. And how do I feel about it? He's a friend. You love to see your friends succeed. You love to see your friends get awesome opportunities. And I'm the type of person where I'm not happy unless we're all eating. So I know some people just want to eat by themselves, but that's not fun to do. So I love seeing my friends eat and I'm very excited to see it. I will defend Adrian. I will be by his side and I look forward to, you know, I don't measure success on simply wins and losses. So I, I think that this is a beautiful moment for Syracuse basketball. And I hope that people pay enough attention to see how beautiful a moment it is. And one of the first things that Adrian said was, we are going to be more aggressive. Yes. He wants to play smash mouth basketball. And Syracuse has been kind of a finesse team for years. Yeah. You know, they haven't had that aggressive player that's, you know, other teams are going to be afraid of, you know, and it, it's going to be interesting. It's fun to watch. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. So, Christy, thank you for giving me the layup. Pun fully intended on that one. I like that. But uh, Christie's Corner here today. Uh, we're here with you every other Tuesday, exclusively on Wake Up Call, proudly presented by PB&J's Lunchbox, 663 Old Liverpool Road in Liverpool, New York. 
So happy to be here with the champ, Christy Salters Martin. Happy to have Jackie Callen on the show today, the first lady of boxing. Happy to have Pat Orr, who is a photographer in the world of boxing and the owner of PB&J. So you're not just walking into a fantastic place with unique food, but you're walking in to see someone who has take, taken great, in moment, great moments in history and brought them to life in her photography. So I have two wonderful people here with me every other Tuesday, and we got to add another wonderful person in Jackie this morning. So Christy, thank you for inviting Jackie and having her be a part of this. Congratulations for striking Beauty's Boxing Gym and what you have coming up. And Honestly, I can't thank you enough today. I mean, think about it. How many people, how many shows in the world today were talking about Syracuse basketball, crashing a golf cart into water, Michael Jackson, Frank Sinatra, Tony Curtis, and Elvis? I don't think anybody else did that this morning. I don't think so. So with that being said, yes, and Pat, let us know really quick here, since Christy and I are glutton for punishment, and I've been into PB&J's and I got, yeah, well, last last week I got lunch and dinner at PB&J's. Got lunch with my mom, took dinner to go. The food was incredible. So tell us what the special is today, just because we want to make everybody hungry. Today we're having Korean steak tacos. Korean and they're steak. made with tenderloin, which is, okay. we know, the tenderest meat out there. And uh, they're delicious. So come on in. Taco Tuesday. I love it. So good tacos coming up here. Christy, as always, thank you, Pat. Thank you to Jackie again. And Christy, thank you for everything that you're doing. I don't think that you fully know, Pat and I know, but I don't think you fully know the champion that you are outside the ring, inside the ring. You're just a, a wonderful person to work with and work alongside. And you're one of those people that you want to see succeed in every way. So thank you for doing what you're doing. And please know that you're appreciated. Thank you very much. All right. I'll talk with you all soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. So that here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora coming to you where sports truly meets that thing called life. We appreciate you being here with us on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora as we had uh, Christy Salters-Martin on the broadcast as well as Pat Orr and Jackie Callen in a fantastic show that's, uh, that made some history today. Like I said, I don't think, uh, I don't think anybody has i'm very confident that people were not talking about all the things we were talking about in one broadcast so to be in a room albeit virtually with all of all of this awesomeness right pat being an incredible food creator and an incredible photographer and i mean she's gotten shots of tyson she's got amazing things to have jackie callen who has been all over, you know, as a motivational speaker and a manager and doing so many things, continuing to manage, continuing to, you know, affect the, the boxing world in a positive way and to have this movie against the ropes and to be a broadcaster herself and to, you know, interview the people she's interviewed and have the connection she has to Michael Jackson and Frank Sinatra and Elvis and, and countless others to, you know, I mean, Christy, I mean, Christy is the reason why we made Christy's Corner and, She's such a special person and so incredible. So, I mean, this this was I, I I don't know how to fully describe to you the feeling that I have in my veins right now, but it's like we were creating magic and I didn't want to stop. You know, I wanted to keep going. So that's uh, such an awesome thing. Such a such a wonderful, wonderful conversation today. So thank you to the trio of tremendous women here and tremendous people in our society. Thank you to Pat Orr. Thank you to Jackie Callen. And thank you to our queen of Christie's Corner, Christy Salters Martin.